0: who knows when we'll see Ken Rocks? And actually,
1: sounds like you have some information.
0: And you're looking at Jet Lawrence, and you're thinking, can he go even faster?
1: What's up, guys? Hey, welcome to Title 24. Uh, we got a lot to talk about Thunder Valley this week. We got a special guest coming on the show also. You know, I just want to take the time right now to, to thank our sponsors, United Motorsports, uh, six locations across Ohio and Kentucky, and Boxo USA, some of the greatest tools out there, um, and also Quadlock uh, Quadlock Phone Cases. want to say thank you to guys. And uh, I'm coming from Newport Beach, California. And, um, yeah, let's get right into it. I just want to introduce editor-in-chief of Racer X and Davey Coombs, thanks for coming on to Title 24.
0: Hey, right on. Can't believe I'm filling in for the GOAT, but uh, I'll take it. A long time ago, we were talking about doing a podcast together. It was going to be called Title 15.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh, Zero for you, right, and and 15 for Ricky. Is that correct? Is that where we're coming from?
0: Let me do the math real quick. Yeah, between Ricky and I, we've got 15 titles and 150 wins. (laughs)
1: <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, Ricky um, has uh, has uh, left me here to fend for myself. He's out on a fishing trip, so hopefully he's catching some big ones. While uh, while you're picking up the slack for him here in the studio. Uh,
0: well, I'm a uh, admitted uh, fan and follower of, of both of you guys, and I really enjoy uh, the Title Twenty Four podcast. And uh, you guys are off to a great start.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, so we'll jump right into it. So Thunder Valley this weekend, uh, Davey, we were able to uh, talk a little bit before jumping on uh, on here for, for the live show. And, and uh, you didn't get to go this weekend, but you watched it on TV. I'm sure you religiously watch it. And, uh, man, I just have to say, Thunder Valley was a real man's track. Ruddy, rough, um, you know, from a fan's perspective. They had to love it. What did you think?
0: Well, like you said, it was no easy day uh, watching the ruts, watching those guys navigate. Um, I'm always impressed by that diversity of the whole series. You know, we went from what was admittedly a, a dry, sketchy surface, uh, maybe even narrow in places at Hangtown, to all of a sudden you're literally in the mountains on the side of a mountain on a man's track and, uh, same results, but wow. Uh, uh just a different look and a different feel. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get to go because, you know, we obviously obviously have high point ahead. So uh, I watched on Peacock uh, sitting uh, in the announcer's tower at high point in between mowing sessions. So uh, (laughs) it was uh, it was fun to watch and, and also fun to be out there working.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. High Point is one of your guys's um, personal races that you guys have always loved that track, um, and that'll be next weekend. But uh, yeah, so let's jump right into you know Moto One at uh, at at uh, Colorado there. Um, you know, pretty big first turn pileup. I know that's a that's a topic that we'll get into here soon um, about metal grates and things like that. But uh, you know, guys were able to salvage themselves. Looks like we got a couple star bikes out. Big, do you see that big pile up? Not way before the first turn um, definitely took some guys out, um, Ferris with an arm injury. Uh, I think jet Reynolds with shoulder, um, man, there was a, there was a handful of guys. You see Hampshire on the ground right here, Joe trying to get up, um, you know, and Joe put in a solid ride to come back up. Yeah. I think get it inside the top five, I believe, um, after that, you know, and, and, uh, definitely, uh, tough conditions to have, uh, to come through the pack with a first term pileup. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I, I had just kind of picked up on uh, that the the Spanish kid, Guillaume Ferris And I was really impressed by him the first two weeks. So I was, you know, keeping an eye on him. And, you know, that unfortunately lasted 50 yards off the starting gate. And, you know, these first turn crashes and start straight crashes have always been part of the sport. And, um, but we got to figure out a way to mitigate them as much as we can. Um, and, and you hate to see a kid, uh, you know, all those guys go down, but, it looks like, you know, Ferris uh, had to be transported and we might not uh, get to see him here for a little
1: while. Um,
0: but it was, you know, it was just one of those chain reaction things. Ryan, I call it I called it a pinball crash.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, totally. It's once one guy gets in, it's tough with, with the start being uphill like that. And like I said, we're going to get into the starting greats and I'll like ex- I will. Um, talk a little bit more and why I think that why the crash started where it started and how that it was way out of the first turn. Um, And we'll come to that here in in a little bit, but yeah, what uh, nonetheless, total bummer for those guys. But uh, as you can see, Hunter Lawrence, another outstanding performance Um, took second first moto seemed like he, you know, not the greatest of starts was actually kind of, I think, uh, held up in that, in that first turn pileup, but was able to come up, Get, you know, get in, put himself in a great position for the overall and second moto. It seemed like he just rode, rode to the wind. Um What did you see in that, in that moto or the, in the lights class, Davey from, you know, who's a standout? What do you think of uh, Hayden's ride um, and, and the rest of the guys?
0: Well, let's, let's start with Hunter and, and, you know, maybe you can have some insight on this. It seems like in the first moto, he's being real tentative at the beginnings. And I, this goes across, each of the first three rounds, he, he did get to second this time, but it's it's a weird sort of, you know, thing we're seeing where he starts out slow, gets himself in the right position to get the overall. Then second moto, you know, he goes all out and, and he's, he's riding like he, he has the championship in mind already uh, that he's not thinking, you know, and, and I remember Ricky saying this when I used to interview him. He'd be like, there are motos and there are days when the track is going to give you a second or the day is going to give you a third. Take it. Take the points and be ready to fight the next time out and don't push it and make mistakes. And Hunter has just been a master at that. Um, I know he probably wants to go one one like his brother, but whatever he's doing, it's it's working. He may not be perfect like number 18 is so far, but uh, it's, it's, it's definitely been a winning formula for Honda HRC. Both in Supercross and Motocross.
1: You know, I I, I think you're right. The definitely the first motos have been a little bit slow for Hunter. I think what maybe uh I, I had heard some rib injuries coming into Hangtown mm. or Paula round one. And uh, you know, I think that being that way, the the technical track that we had this weekend, um, it works into his favor. Like these guys are making calculated decisions and and they also they're they're mitigating their risk on and then also know when to push for that for to to get that win so it's like first moto wasn't in a great position uh salvaged up to a second knows that that's going to be able to get an overall win if he if he wins the second moto if it were to line up exactly the same with cooper um up front but uh didn't happen for for those the, for Cooper Joe Shimoda also in in the mix there that these are championship guys that we're talking about mm-hmm. and right now like Joe was caught up in that first turn uh, crash you know he's leaving a lot of points on the table and uh, you know with with Hunter being able just to click off these two ones one twos and eventually he's going to get those one ones the points gaps going to spread fairly quickly so these guys are going to have to figure out how to stop him
0: yeah and you know. Hunter's been all over the world. Obviously he's from Australia. He spent some time in Europe. You know, how different tracks are over there, how different the system is. And then, you know, when he came here to the States in 2019, he was not quite consistent and and he had some injuries and, and all of a sudden it started really happening for his little brother and, uh, he didn't panic and and he's, he's ridden, uh, very pragmatically this year. And, uh, I'll, I'll give you another example. Um, Think about the little you know thing he got into with Hayden Deegan there. Yep. Uh, Hayden's young. Hayden's a rookie. Uh, he's probably thinking, you know, got to get that first trophy. Got to get that first moto win like he did last week. Um, and, and his inconsistency, you know, is, is showing in the second moto. But, yeah, you know, I don't think Hunter Lawrence is going to throw away a championship because of a perceived, you know, on-the-bike insult or whatever you want to call that. Uh, he's just riding smart and, and, and you could hear it afterwards, uh, when they asked him about it, he just shrugged and said, you know, basically I'm here for the championship. And that's just the way that that Hayden rides.
1: Exactly. I think we actually have a soundbite of that podium, um, with Hunter, uh, being interviewed
0: the Hayden Deegan pass there. Was that something you expected? I know it caught me off guard a little bit, but you guys were going out of there for a second.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen how he races in Supercross, so I'm kind of aware of what kind of rider he is and just did my best to navigate it. And, uh, you know, I'm racing for a championship and just always racing ahead in my motos. So, yeah, on to the next one. And, yeah, he basically was just talking about him, uh, you know, he, he understands the way Hayden rides, a bit aggressive, maybe um, – you know, he's just got to sit back and wait. You know, he knows he's he, he knows he's better. He knows he's he's got the experience on him and uh, nothing to take away from Hayden. He's riding very, very, very well yep. right now. Um, but just with that added experience that that Hunter has, it it uh, it definitely pays off and you can see the difference.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that uh, with the exception of possibly Jet in the 450 class, Hayden Deegan's been a revelation. Uh, he's really good. Uh, you know, he he he's fun to watch. Uh, he's he's aggressive. As you saw right there, a little look over on the tabletop. Um, <laughs> but he's fast. You know he's he, he starts well and he's strong. And I, I just I know the way Brian and Marissa uh, have, have raised all their kids. Uh, he, he's competitive. He's entertaining. Uh, and, and, you know, he just needs to be a little more patient, I think. And he needs to remember that sometimes what goes around comes around. And um, you know, but right now I think Hunter is looking forward and you know, he could have he could have pulled the trigger right there. Uh, but he but he didn't. He he's yeah, he's no, they
1: ahead. they had a great battle back and forth. Um oh, yeah. you know, and 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 uh you know, you can see the like I said, the experience it prevails there, you know, uh with Hunter being a little bit older, a little more under his season. But like you t- to your point, as Hayden is I've told said this before, he's kind of like a unicorn. Um you know, you don't see those guys come up very, very often. Uh, sometimes a lot of these guys it takes them a couple of years to to get their footing right in inside that that two fifty class, especially right now for how deep it is. So he's doing a phenomenal job, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens at High Point. You know, so yeah,
0: and, and it's another track that I don't think Hayden's ever been to, uh, and and you know that I have a lot of respect for that, the the fact that he can adapt so well. You know, uh, James and and. Uh, uh, Jason Wygant were talking on the show about how Hayden didn't even get to do press day at, at Colorado, so that was all new to him. I mean, he he had to hit the switch in the morning, and uh, he had the fastest lap time of the whole race. It was Hayden Deegan, even faster than Jet. Granted, that was the second lap of the first moto when the track was at its absolute smoothest. But yep. you know, you can't teach pure speed. You can get faster. You can get stronger. But you gotta have it naturally, and uh, the the kid does. Um, yeah, I
1: I totally agree. So yeah. perfect segue into talking about speed and and all those things we were just talking about. Uh, Jet Lawrence wins again, six and zero, oh, led every lap again. I mean, I, the story. I don't know if there is a story here other than he's phenomenal. Um, I know that we have some guys that are out. Um, I know there's been some topics and and guys are like, oh, what happens if the other guys, the Barsha, um, the, the, the five or six factory guys that we have that are currently, um, benched from, from injuries. To be honest, guys, I don't see it playing out a whole lot differently. I think jet right now is just on a, on another level. Um, when it comes to the way he's riding his starts, his program, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, like, I know the topic of 24 and 0 has come up, you know, and, uh, it's maybe a little early to say that he's going to do that, but our 22, 22 and zero, I think it is now, with missing that were there were eleven rounds instead of twelve. But um, amazing <laughs> ride so far. What do you think, Davey? You know,
0: I I've made the analogy, and, and this this dates me, I know, <clears throat> but I remember John Michelle Bale, nineteen eighty nine, coming over for the first time. We'd seen him on a one twenty five before. He did a couple supercrosses in the two fifty class. And then we show up at the first outdoor national at Gatorback that year, and he put a 30-second whooping on everyone. And it was like, wow, is that beginner's luck? And, and he was just riding around on his toes and just had this really unique style. And I see that in, in, in Jet. And, I, you know, I'll be honest, I, I remember your first 450 national, Glen Helen in 09. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was a solid, emphatic 1-1. Uh, yeah. The reason we don't talk about it more is because, unfortunately, you hurt your knee before Hangtown, the second round. But there are certain guys who come along. I would include you. I would include Ricky. Uh, I would include the Dunge. in, in 2010, yeah. uh, they 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 just from the get go in this class, they can they can really do it. And and I think we're seeing something really special uh, in Jet. Um, the one thing that that he and his brother really have in common. Is one thing that uh, Ricky had as well, and that's a. Uh, they're using Johnny O'Mara as their yes. as their coach, as their uh, mentor. Johnny is, you know, as a supercross champion, a motocross champion. He's been training guys and, and working with guys ever since you know RC got with him when Ricky was Team Green and Johnny was working at Oakley. And uh, <laughs> man, the championships! <laughs> you're have you're come. dating
1: yourself, Davey. You're dating yourself.
0: <laughs> that the championships. Have been coming and 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 you know what 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 the two brothers collectively bring and, and and let's spread the wealth. Also, with Lars Lindstrom and 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 the whole Honda crew, uh, his his has uh They're having a phenomenal year. The bikes are on point. Uh, the team is working together. They they lost Roxon, you know, before the the season started. Had to replace it with Colt Nichols. Uh, that didn't go great. But man, they they swept Supercross and they're undefeated, basically outdoors. So that's a that's a juggernaut over at Team Honda right now, kind of like the early '80s. And I know that dates me too. But uh, yes, yeah, it's, cert- uh, cert- it's almost some- like
1: they can't do any any wrong right now. You know, they got their program is very very solid. They have uh, solid solid riders. Um, they're fast. They're smart is is the big thing. They know when to push it. We're going to jump into thanking our sponsors here. United Motorsports has six locations across to Ohio and, and Kentucky. So big thank you to United Motorsports uh, and for coming on board. Boxo USA also. Um, great guys. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> they make some of the great, uh, great products. Moto boxes, ADV, tool rolls, um, tool rolls for your side by side. Anything you need, they have. I believe it's a lifetime warranty also. So thank you to those guys. Um, also quad lock is the leading leader in phone cases in mounts and they have a mount for everything that you need motorcycles bicycles cars boats side-by-sides you name it they probably have it um yeah so they have a a pretty awesome uh anti-vibration mount for side-by-sides adventure riding things like that (coughs) And we'll jump right into the story of the weekend. We have to talk about it. Ty Masterpool, um, (laughs) you know, Privateer uh, racing out of his own truck. Um, You know, it's it's if you call grassroots, this is your guy right here, Ty Masterpool, um, putting an unbelievable ride, making a pass on AC. Also, Dylan Ferrandis, right there. Davey, what do you think of this privateer up inside the, I think, fourth overall, I believe, is what it was after we were all said and done?
0: You know, it it, it he the numbers were actually unlucky for Ty because he went 5-4 and by all intents and purposes stole the show in that second moto. Uh, but he still got sixth overall. It was just a weird okay. one of those weird days where, you know, uh, like when Robbie Raynard went 7-1 and won the steel city (laughs) national and another time you go seven one and you end up fifth overall it's just it was it was weird but so i i've known the master pool family for a really long time they've they've been through you know the the absolute you know worst things that could happen to a family in this sport and and now you know with ty he's he's you know he's so phenomenally talented but had so much bad luck and you had a, a a brief stay with star racing and 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 he just kept getting hurt, and even this year, you know, Jerry the father put him in the 250 classes start out, and yes, they you did. Know, decided after one round, you know, if you're going to be a privateer, you're probably better off, you know, rather than racing against those star motos and HRC motors and Pro Circuit motors to to you know get up in the 450 class. And I know it was a gamble, but man, he was really impressive at Hangtown too. But I think that. For the first time since he debuted at Redbud, uh, you know, back in 2020, we saw Time Pool's full potential, and um, I thought it was very gracious of guys like Cooper Webb to be so complimentary of him afterwards and say, you know, wow, uh, that was that was amazing. They, he he literally thought it was AC behind him, and um, so I hope that he can keep it going. Uh, I know that uh, they're on a shoestring budget. You know, when you're when your top sponsor is sports clips uh, and not, you know, some big uh, factory, uh, you you got to do it. You know, you got to run it lean. But, uh, man, I, I was really happy for Ty, really happy for Jerry and Tara and just the, the whole family. It was it was a cool it was a cool privateer moment, unlike one that I I can't. Been a while it's, since we had someone do that. I was going to
1: say it's yeah. been a long time since we've had a privateer be able to, um you know, step up and be able to. I mean, race with these factory guys. Race for. I mean, for a for, for a quick few laps there. I believe he was battling for for a uh, third place on the track. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, it was just a, it was an amazing ride. Along with how tough the track was, it shows you that. That, um you know, like, yes, I, I think great move to move out of the out of the 250 class. I mean, if you look at that class, there's like 14 factory bikes right now or 13 yeah. factory bikes in there. It's just stacked. Right. So and a good call on their part to see to notice that, OK, we got some factory guys in the 450 class that are on the sidelines. um We don't have to work as hard. And what I mean by work as hard is spend the money to make their 250F sure. to be just Try to be competitive with the with the top guys, top teams in the TVD class. The 450s, to your point, a lot easier to to go racing with. Um, and man, they, it it showed up on uh, on Saturday. He he rode phenomenal. Had some great line choices. Made some passes. You know, it wasn't like he just fell into that spot. I mean, first moto was down in the first turn and ended back up uh, around fifth.
0: Yeah, that and that was an amazing ride. And and you know, I, I talked about how well he did in the second moto battling with factory guys. And when the first moto, he was dead last. He was 40th at the first timing loop because of that first turn crash you mentioned. And uh, he passed 35 guys, and he passed Plessinger a couple times. I mean, really gave him a battle. And um, yeah, you know, it. it uh, in the in the end, I wish he'd have gotten third overall. Just because it'd been a better story, but but I think that the motivation is there. And, and I don't think he's going to catch anyone by surprise at high point. I think Coop and AP and Dylan know who n- number 81 is now. <laughs>
1: Yeah. They're going to have to have eyes in the back of their head. You know, it comes to mm-hmm. high point, you know, it's uh, it's, you know, work, work this next weekend. Um, I, we potentially could have some very similar conditions as what we saw um, there in Colorado, a little more mm-hmm. clay base, a lot of ruts and things like that. So, um, you know, it looks like Ty's bike's working well. He needs to get off the line and obviously get out of, uh, you know, get out of that first turn safely and mm-hmm. uh, put himself in a better position, you know, and then, you know, it's it's bound to you know probably get a you know maybe get a fill-in spot for a factory ride. I mean, what do you think of that? What do you, you know? Wh- do you see that happening with with I, the way our with the 450 class is kind of going with these guys sidelined?
0: If if I was your old boss at Kawasaki, Ryan, I would be. I, I, I was, <laughs> Dan he needs to make sure he's got uh, time master Pull's number in his cell phone. But uh, it was it was it was incredibly impressive. You know, when I think about it, it was the kind of day that people the privateers have at Southwick, you know, you, you get that local element and they get the good start and they've got, they know where every bump and everything is. Uh, but what, what, what Ty did at Colorado, uh, was he, he was, he, it was no gimmick. He was just as fast as they were, you know, with, with the, with the, on a, on a, on a factory bike, uh, I, I have a feeling, um, uh, but then again, maybe that changes the. the I was the, gonna the say you
1: put you put Ty on a factory motorcycle, and now you have the pressure of the factory. Exactly, um, exactly. You, you know, like right now he's he's riding and he's riding in a very comfortable state. He he knows his uh, every his surroundings very very well. But now you mm-hmm. put him in because I've seen guys in the past like that where you know you they're they're much better off actually as a privateer or. Or on a team, but not the with a good program, but not a factory team, because they get there and then they have the pressure, and it's like, okay, I'm I now I have to perform, Um, and that gets into their head a little bit. So maybe that could be one of one of the scenarios there, right? That he potentially might do better on his own.
0: Well, if if he rides like that for the rest of the year, he will be getting some podiums. (laughs) He will be getting some phone calls. But for now, you know, I I just I hope he keeps the momentum going. Uh, he was very strong at Hangtown. It was not a one-hit wonder, um, you know. And knock on wood, you know, if he gets a, the kind of starts he used to get on the 250, uh, look out. It could be, it could be something special.
1: Yep, no, for sure. So we'll move on to. I got a question for you, Davey. Aaron Plessinger, happy or disappointed after where we think or where where we thought that conditions would would favor him?
0: I, I would be disappointed if I were AP. Um, you know, he's got, he's had some hard luck this year. My God, uh, you know, throwing away that supercross win on the last lap, uh, you know, getting, you know, tangled up with Dylan Franus and stuck under the bike here in Colorado. Um, you know, he, he's an incredibly versatile rider. He's also very tall, which I know, you know, you might think that it helps you in the ruts, but as you know, and as we've seen with guys like Wyndham and Travis Pastrana, the bigger your feet, the longer your legs, the more difficult those rutted tracks can be and the more susceptible you are to injury. Um, but but, you know, he's so close to winning on a 450. And yet, you know, we're, we're, we're three years into his career. He's, he's closer than he's ever been. But, man, I, I thought I thought it would have happened by now. And I, I would be disappointed if I were him, but I wouldn't quit doing what I'm doing. I, he just needs better starts
1: exactly. Yeah. You can't, I mean, there's no, there's the, the, words of giving up in this, this industry isn't, um, you know, isn't part, those aren't words in your vocabulary here. So, um, yes, I would say I would agree with you. Um, disappointed. We're watching him, you know, kind of, uh, ride with Dylan Ferrandez and, and Cooper Webb here. And, and, uh, I, I, I would have thought that AP's performance with the ruddy conditions would have, would have favored him, um, this weekend a bit more, but, uh, you know, like you said, bad luck. Um, that that first 450 win has eluded him more than once, especially in Supercross. There, when when that was that was almost a given. Um, such a bummer to see him take such a hard hit there. But yeah, it's. Uh, you know, definitely gonna have to get better starts. He's going to have to figure something out because I know those guys, you know, we talked about the factories now. They 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 want to produce um, some wins here. And I know KTM yeah. with with Coop next on our list to talk about, um, you know, came back pretty early to get some SMX points. But both of those KTM guys, probably not where they probably not where Roger wants them, I wouldn't think right now. No,
0: and 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 but but at the same time, I see improvements. You know, obviously with an unfortunate tip over, you know, in the second corner, really slowed him. And I believe this was the second moto. Cooper Webb, that is. Uh, yeah, Cooper. Uh, you know, he got hurt at the worst possible time for motocross, and that was you know right in the stretch run of Supercross. And not only did it knock him out of the the Monster Energy Supercross title chase, but it took away all this prep time for outdoors. And I think that, that Aaron and Cooper probably have very different settings. So it's not like he could just borrow Mm. AP settings and, you know, AP was coming off, you know, some of his own issues and whatnot. Uh, I I know he's got to be relieved that he got a a, a contract extension with Red Bull KTM. And I think that you'll see him ride uh, much looser with more confidence for the rest of the year. Uh, But, but all of those guys, whether you're, you know, Red Bull, KTM, Monster Energy, Kawasaki, um, you're looking at Honda and you're looking at Jet Lawrence and you're thinking, his is he even can he go even faster? And, and I, I think the answer is a scary yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, AP is going to have his work cut out for him. Um, and I don't think it has to be a mud race. I don't think it has to be a, a necessarily an event that he likes. Uh, I just think he needs to put together two good starts two good motos and and man he's got to have some good luck coming his way because he 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 you know just like that that tip over and collision with with um Ferrandis it's things like that that just you you know it always seems to be uh you know Aaron Plessinger
1: yeah it's it definitely you know uh, it it seems like that black cloud is kind of following yeah. him around you know and it started you know he in supercross wasn't the probably not the season he wanted and then he had that breakout ride and and let's let's face it man he rode away from everybody that um i forget what round it was but completely rode away from them nobody had it could hold a candle to him and man it was just that last lap you know making that mistake and and uh going down it uh man like, i'm hoping to see something you know come from him for sure and 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 uh at least get up there and start putting some seconds and thirds consistency and start building that foundation um, before we go tackle a win. Right. So.
0: Yeah, e- exactly. And, and, you know, the, the, the missing man in this, this whole conversation. And, and I, I know Justin Barsh is out and I know Jason Anderson's out and, and it may, you know, who knows when we'll see Ken rocks and actually we'll see. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> Sounds like you have some information that uh, we don't
0: have Davey. <laughs> I, I've got my I've got my fingers crossed, and I've and I've got my uh, I've got my Ken uh, Rocks and cardboard cut out just just in just in case we get some just good in case news. getting your hopes up. You're a just getting your hopes up. For, a last minute entry for high points, so uh, we'll see. But um, I do want to talk about uh, Chase Sexton, and Let's and, do that. and you know I I I you know and I didn't know until I listened to the show last week that uh, he had ridden on Wednesday. You mentioned. Um, after, after he got banged up on Tuesday. And, and now, you know, it's the whole thing's exasperated by mono. And, you know, Ryan, happened to you a couple times in your career where you'd win a championship? Uh, and, and I'm thinking of 2014, you, you literally led the, 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 the last 80 laps of Supercross yep. and won the last four races, and then you get hurt. And, and it's yep. like your whole summer's wiped out. And, and I think that's happened more than once to you. How does Chase rebound from going from right there on Jet's butt uh, at the opener to he's now 100 points down?
1: Yeah, that's definitely a hard one. At least, especially looking at the SMX point standings and and looking into the future. Um, yeah, we got Cooper Webb with 416, Chase Sexton, uh, Aaron Plessinger down 71, Eli Tomek down 77, Adam Cincerillo 108 down. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, so to answer that question, David, yes, it has happened to me before, um, where I had an unbelievable supercross season and, uh, end up with an injury coming into, or, or Seattle, for example, tore me ACL. Um, and then missed outdoor season. Um, not to saying if if chase, because this happened to chase, he's got to look at the positives in it. And, Mm -hmm. and after coming off of a supercross season, like he had and and winning it, um, you got to look at the positives and maybe this is just, maybe that little bit of downtime, like that, that he can use to then come back. Um, obviously it's, he's missing, he's missing out on a ton of valuable points for, for the Mm -hmm. SMX standing standings. But, uh, you know, I think from his, him as a racer, a little bit of downtime because, as we know, our sport is essentially year-round. We don't have a ton of uh, off-motorcycle time. Now, from actually racing, we have a bit of downtime. But yeah. as for seat time, uh, riding on the motorcycle, we don't have a ton of off-season uh, much at all. And uh, I think this is the time right now is where he can kind of just let mentally – where mentally – um, and a bit physically, but mentally relax and and then come in um, sharper um, in, in a better headspace for for the SMX. Uh, the last, you know, the last three rounds of SMX.
0: Yeah. And, and that's something I should have probably taken into account and as, as something that's different this year, because whereas he's 106 points down in pro motocross, he's actually still ahead of John Lawrence in the, the super motocross standings and he does have that thing to look forward to and and whereas you know the the his absence right now is is uh, um, you know unfortunate for fans of the AMA Pro Motocross series uh he's he's got a chance to come back and win a lot of money so the season's not wiped out like it was for you you know when you tore your knee up at Seattle or uh, when you you got you got hurt you know in 09 after the you know winning your 450 debut so yep um, yeah he he he's he's and again, you know, you're looking at your teammates. You're looking at Jet. You're looking at those, you know, performances, and 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 the expectations are going to be there for him to come back and immediately go after number eighteen.
1: Hundred percent, yeah. That and that's going to be the tough part. You know, like uh, you have you have Jet. That's going to be racing all season, and he might be a little bit uh, call it tired, burnout, whatever words you want to use for that. But he's got that all season. But he's got the racing under his belt, and where you have Chase comes in a little more fresh. Um, mentally, physically, he might be a little bit better. But also, too, he doesn't have those gate drops. So you have two different scenarios. Um, both can work into each of their favors. You know, like it—it it, it just depends on how that's going to play out at the last three um, SMX rounds, which is going to be unbelievable. Like you said, the, the the amount of championship on the line, number one. And the money that is the, you know, on the line, a million dollars to win, win the super motocross championship is unbelievable. Like me and Ricky have had conversations about it before. Like, not that we wanted, um, you know, an, another thing to race for, but, but man, it's, it's nice to have that paycheck on the, on the end of that because <laughs> we're racing anyways. Like, yeah. you know, we, like we've, we've go to Europe here. We do these little rounds here and there or whatever. And to try to piece together, um, you know, uh, some races, but honestly, like it, you got it. It's in your backyard, and and uh, it's 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 a boatload of money.
0: Yeah, I, and I for, I forgot to think about that. The the Chicago Land Race literally is at Jay Sexton's backyard. Um, yeah, the the, uh, the this year the, the dynamics are just different with with everyone. Uh, you know, but Supercross is you know ha, had its own unique storyline. Motocross, you know, we we've, we've got some really cool things going on right now. But the unfortunate thing that's sort of hovering over all of it, and not just motocross and supercross in America, but MXGP in Europe, is we, we're, we're seeing just a really unlucky, unfortunate run of injuries. And and, and one of the guys that, that you got to race with a few times before you hung up your boots, Jeffrey Hurlings over in, in uh, Europe, uh, yep. I, I think he may have just lost another world title I to believe a really bad injury uh- when he was winning a race.
1: Yep. I believe I kind of have a little confirmation on that, that yes, that he is, um, hurt something in his neck and, yeah. um, you know, potentially will be out for, for, uh, the next round. Um, but like you said, one of the fastest guys on a motorcycle for outdoors, um, supercross might be another question, but for outdoors, one of the fastest guys period. And, uh, man, you gotta be smart and you gotta stay off the ground to, 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 to win those world championships. And, and uh, right now with the way Prado's going and very smart, gets great starts. It's uh, it's looking like that may not happen again.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I was hoping, and I'm, I'm sure I wasn't alone that, that Jeffrey might pop up for an outdoor national here in the States and maybe try and outside chance qualify for the super motocross championship. But yeah, now I just hope it's a get well soon. And, and he he does get back out there, but man, you know, that bad luck—it's—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, um, it's, it's been par for the course. And what's crazy is to think about—he's got—he's got a Ricky number of wins in P, yes. like 102, 103, and yet he's probably thrown away five world titles uh, with with this kind of injury. So I, I guess my point is it—it's—it's it's something collectively uh, yep. in, in all series, across the board, indoors, outdoors. Uh, we we got some we got some we got some work to do we got some data to crunch we got some heavy conversations to have not only with uh, our track builders but with our oems with our athletes uh the the you know to to denny stevenson's point last week yeah uh, this attrition rate can't can't continue and and you know sometimes it's just like a run of really bad luck like with 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 ferris and 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 jet reynolds in in the first turn last week and uh, or what happened to to Jeffrey over in uh, Germany? Uh, none of them looked that bad. Uh, well, all yep. first crashes look bad, but um, it, it, it's it's just is it the is it is it a bad draw right now? Is it the bikes? Is it the tracks? Um, I, I think those are good questions to to drill down on.
1: Well, we got a quad luck question of the week, Davy. And it comes to uh the the starting grates. Are metal greats the reason we're seeing a lot of first turn pile ups? And this is sent in by 120 underscore J. Quadlock question of the week. Uh what do you I mean, I have my own um theory on the you know the greats. Uh Mm-hmm. And we can er- elaborate a little on this more. This isn't a decision by you. This isn't a decision by Feld. This isn't a decision. This is a collective decision across uh, Supercross and Motocross to, as, as a whole. Correct?
0: Yeah. So um, ever since they went to 450s and, and things like engine mapping and all the you know, complications came, uh, uh, it, was, it was over in Europe, MXGP went to the metal grades first. And, yep. uh, it became sort of a, uh, uh, an advantage for them in the motocross of nations. Cause you guys, Ryan, I don't think you ever, maybe once at the monster cup started yep. on a metal grade. Yep,
1: monster cup. I believe 16, when I stepped in on a Yamaha, um, just decided to go race it. Yes. But that's my only time on a metal grade.
0: Yeah. So, so they've been using them in Europe for a long time, you know, more than a decade, I'm going to guess. And, uh, uh, you know, fell, decided to start using them in supercross. We will be using them in super motocross, uh, you know, and in, in come September. Uh, but we have a steering committee that consists of people like Dan Fahey, Roger DeCoster, Lars Lindstrom, uh, some of the various other, you know, team managers and, and people, at the OEMs. And, and they collectively wanted to do this step. And they said, look, we're using them in supercross. We're going to use them in super motocross uh and and the destinations are going to use them and we always want to be ready and have that advantage of, of getting good starts at the motocross of nations so yep. it was kind of a no-brainer and the problem though is after the first week uh there were zero first turn crashes at fox raceway and that yep. is a hairpin left-hander uh and pretty long straight um you know four motos two lcq's no crashes The second corner was a different story, and uh, I definitely think we'll be doing the track prep differently there uh, as R.J. Hampshire really made sure that we knew uh, that we needed to not only worry about the first turn, but the second turn in between motos. But anyway, then comes that big crash on the outside at, at Hangtown. That was the 12th moto of the year and uh you know what you're seeing now is the second turn crash yep. it was it was the the last 450 motor where we had that uh, I think it was a
1: Yamaha guy f- basically fly backwards into the but to be honest Davey I've seen that at Hangtown before that isn't yes, the first goodbye. time that has mm-hmm. happened and I know that's a debate a topic about the metal grates um we just had a couple first turn pileups at Colorado but yep. take in mind that Colorado, guys, we're starting, uh, I believe, the 450s. I know the 250s are. We're starting in first gear. So what happens when you start in first gear, al- immediately when the gate drops, literally your your rear tire is barely off of over the gate, and you're trying to grab second gear. But around – 10,000 or you know uh, 12 13 14 thousand rpms these motorcycles don't shift very well so now you get them a little bit off balance and everybody's so close it's uphill you start leaning on each other and that's what happened on the inside here you can see uh, I think it was jet Reynolds and chance Hymas. because we have video I've watched video of it before and they just started clipping hanging bars a little bit and it just it's like tying a rope to somebody's handlebar and pulling it a right or left. And it happened to be going left in this instance. But I, mm-hmm. I, think this is what you see of a midway crash like this is, is an off balance trying to shift the motorcycle out of first gear, um, yeah. because of the altitude that we see at Colorado. It's, it's the highest traits It's much higher than Utah for supercross, um, it's much, it's, it's the highest motorcycle race we have as right. a, a, on the professional circuit. So it, 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 has its own set of challenges.
0: Yeah. And, and watching that, that 450 crash in the first moto, uh, you know, I j- just realized Ty Masterpool just lost the front end. He just, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a, a, Thunder Valley tip over. I've seen a bunch of times, but you know, I don't want to minimize the fact that, 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 that we're having these, these crashes or had a few um, we're crunching the data, Ryan, we're looking at everything, uh, and trying to figure out, you know, if there is some kind of pattern here. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier, it's time for some hard conversations, and a deep look at, you know, everything from, you know, the the, the power of the bikes, the whole shot devices, all the little gadgets we have nowadays. And, and, and just, you know, the fact that there are a lot of races, but the, the point is, this isn't the 31st race, this isn't the 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 21st race. And this was the 19th, 20th race of the year. Uh, and we've got a, a lot of riders out. And and, it, yeah. and like I said, it it transcends both supercross and motocross, not just in the US, but but everywhere. And um, yeah, uh, we're we're gonna look at it, we're gonna talk about it and 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 uh you know, let's watch a few more of these closely. Uh I I, I would like to watch, and I think one of the questions that someone asked. Is about that that unique starting procedure that Jet Lawrence is doing. Yeah, do, do we have a question on that? Yeah,
1: we do. Mike, Mike Lee, and he, this is what he says. He said, Look at Jet's foot at the start. He wedges it in between the foot peg and the shifter, uh, and was is able to just grab a gear right out instead of stiff sticking your foot peg or your foot back up on, um, you know, you st- two feet down, up on the deal, then up on the foot peg, then shift. He comes with the foot in front of the foot peg wedged in between the shifter and just goes straight up. And especially at, if it was a first, and like, I don't know what jet was actually starting in, if it was first or second, but if it was a first gear start for him, um, definitely a lot quicker to just jam it up into, into a uh, f- uh, second gear. Yeah.
0: Like I said, you know what jets doing it, 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 you know, it, it just looks different and mm-hmm. from start to finish. Uh, I saw him after the mechanics area at Fox Raceway when he was uh, in, in the second battling with with Chase Sexton. He came into the the right hand corner in a full lock slide, both feet on the pegs, the bike sideways, <laughs> and never shut off. It was like it was like watching you know uh, David Knight you know riding around the Isle of Man. It was crazy to see, uh, and I just thought you know same thing. It was it reminded me of seeing, you know, some of those other, you know, really special guys that come along, you know, and, and again, I, I hate to say John Michelle Bale again. I remember Jeremy in Supercross in, in, in 1993. Uh, as soon as he got to the front, he stayed there for seven, eight years. And, and he was yep. doing it with this really unique, uh, uh, you know, the way he was low jumping things, not quite a scrub yet, but using those BMX tricks. <laughs> Everybody does that. He, he changed the game. James Stewart changed the game
1: with the scrub. um, Yes.
0: With with the scrub. And and you guys had to pick up on all that. There's an, there's another thing about the Lawrence brothers that I've noticed and they ride, especially Hunter with his index fingers forward the whole time. Always on the
1: clutch, always on the, always on the front brake. Yep.
0: You got to be strong and you got to be disciplined
1: to do and that. I think that I think you know, like, I, and I think it's just the evolution of our sport with with Hunter and Jet. I believe on the front side of that, and w- and why I say that is, is watching Hunter and Jet go around all these tracks, Supercross, Motocross, different conditions. They look like things are happening a bit slower for them. So is it their technique is better than these guys um, than the rest of the field? I believe it is a little bit. It's, it just to me seems like to go the pace that they want to go, the, the winning pace it seems like it's easier for them than other other racers out there and is that a technique thing i think it is a bit of a technique thing i think that it could be the way they're training um the tracks they're currently riding during the week there's i mean there's so many different factors that you can you can pull from the strings you can pull on but i can tell you watching those two race at the at the races on the weekends um it looks like it comes easy to them. It looks like it's in slow-mo almost. It doesn't look like they're, they're on the edge ever. And they're able and they're and they're and they're the fastest guys out there. So the rest of the racers need to kind of figure out and look and do a deep dive and figure out why that is, why is it, why does it look easier for them than, than the rest of the field? Yeah.
0: And, and I think another one of those strings to pull on Ryan is the fact that they are brothers and they're close in yeah. age and, and they're both at the peak at the same time, or, or at least peaking this year at the same time. And, and they get to work together and they get to push each other. And you know, We've talked about Fast Brothers before, and you know, the Stewart's, uh, the Jones brothers, you know, all back through history. Uh, and even, you know, don't forget about Christophe Porcel, your old teammate uh, at Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki. He and his brother, Sebastian, actually won a GP on the same day in the two different mm. classes. Uh, it's just really new here in America with, with, with Jet and Hunter. And, uh, you know, the closest we've had to that, like I said, is James and Malcolm. Uh, you know, you had your brother, uh, Tyler didn't, you know, I think take it as serious as you did. And it was a little younger, but when you guys are kids, you had someone to ride with someone to train with someone to talk to. Yep. And and the Lawrence brothers have taken that, you know, to, you know, the you know what jets 19 now and hunters 21, 22. Um, and they've been together like inseparable since they were over in Europe, Ryan right, Suzuki's. And um, and finally, you know, Johnny O'Mara. Yep. I, I think that, that 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 he's giving the same lesson to the brothers, and they're just applying them differently. One's on a 250 now and one's on a five, four fifty, I should say, and um, but they, they look so similar. And their approach that um, it's 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 changing the game a little. I think.
1: Yep. No. No. For sure. I I agree. So, well, I think that uh, you know that kind of concludes wraps up. Well, you know, I think our our major topics. I just want to say the to the metal great question from one twenty underscore J. You slide over into the DMs. We'll get you hooked up with the quad lock um, quadlock phone case. So thank you for for those questions. Always uh, always good to see what the the fans have to say. A quick rundown of motorsports this weekend SMX Insider with Wege and JT comes out Thursday at 2 p.m on YouTube. Saturday round four of Pro Motocross starts at 10 a.m eastern with race day live. Then the racing from high point at one both those shows are on Peacock. Post race show later on YouTube. Then on Sunday, we have a a double dip of racing action NTT IndyCar Series at the Road America at 1 p.m. Eastern on USA. Then MotoGP's German Grand Prix on CNNBC or catch all the live action on MotoGP.tv. So let's, yeah, man, I think that was a good show. Thank you, Davey. Let's move on and let's just do a little quick dive into um, this weekend. High Point how's the weather looking? I'm sure you just mentioned you were out weed eating out on yeah, the track, see, and, um, you know, doing all the, doing all the heavy lifting, let's call it. It's, it's raining
0: right now. It's a live, <laughs> live, web, live interview. Um, but, uh, uh, you yeah, know, we, 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 got a head start on it. It's been incredibly dry in the Northeast. We were lucky okay. not to have that, that Canadian forest fire smoke drift over as far South as Mount Morris, Pennsylvania, but, uh, it looks really good out there. And, um, Uh, I I imagine we're going to have a a great big crowd. It's Father's Day weekend. And, um, you know, High Point, uh, they they come out in droves. You, You certainly remember that. In fact, I think you got your first national win at High Point.
1: I believe it was, I, I don't, it wasn't a one, one, but I think it was maybe a three, one or two, one. I believe it was the first, my first outdoor national, uh, overall podium in the lights class and, uh, always loved going there. It's a beautiful picturesque scenery. And I think, um, you know, uh, it's great viewing for the fans. You look over and you can just see all the campers, all the motorhomes, everybody slammed up against the fence. So should be a great weekend for you guys.
0: I, I, I certainly hope so, and uh, thank you for having me on as, as a guest. I guess I guess this show is title nine, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That no, for sure. So yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody for listening and, and or watching our partners at United Motorsports, Quad Lock, and Foxo. Thank you guys. Be sure to subscribe wherever you download your uh, favorite podcast. You can also watch the pod on demand at Peacock or Motorsports at NBC YouTube page. Don't forget to like the show and leave your comments and questions. We will try to answer them whenever we can. Um, thank you, Davey. Ricky, I hope you're catching some fish. I know you're on vacation. We're, 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 we're picking up the load here for you, buddy. Um, we'll be here to discuss High Point um, on Monday. So hopefully you're not too hungover from, from the sun and a few uh, adult beverages. So yeah, Davey, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. It's first time on Title 24. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I did, and you remain the best retired guy in the world.
1: <laughs> there it is. <laughs>